Playoffs. All right, Steve, here we are back by popular demand. We weren't going to do a playoff podcast, but we had a couple of you that reached out and said, we'd like to hear from you. See what your thoughts and opinions are since at least Jacqueline. Like, hey, is your, we want to know what your wife's picks are. We don't really care about yours too much. You're kind of running cold. I was hot in the middle of the season, but not even close to you. You're doing pretty well. How'd you do last week? Uh, well, I didn't do the numbers, but uh, decent, not great, but uh, over 500. Yeah. <clears throat> the ones that I liked the best mm. came in, but overall, I, I think I was around 500. I had a couple good uh, sleeper picks, though. Um, I don't remember um, exactly what they were, but anyway. All right, so we're right. into the playoffs. This is super this. wild card playoff round. This is the first time ever. The first week of the NFL playoffs is going to have six games. We have a weekend full of football. This is awesome. Like instead of like the worst feeling is one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock on that first Saturday when you're just waiting for football to come on and the first game doesn't come on until 430. So I love the fact that we're going 105, 440 and 815 on both days. Although I don't really like the the way that they scheduled it. Like I would love to see the Baltimore, Tennessee game later in the day. Personally. Oh, yeah. On Sunday, it's one o'clock game. Yeah. That's a good game. I mean, really. That's the best game. I think it's the best game, too. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go through these fairly quickly. Um, only six games. First game up is Indianapolis at Buffalo. Um, it is Buffalo favored by six and a half. Um, and I just think Buffalo is on a roll and I don't think Indy's going to stop them. Um, I mean, they ab- absolutely stomped Miami last week, 59 points. And half of that was with their backups in. Um, so I think they're on a roll and I don't think Philip Rivers is going to be able to keep up. It feels like the perfect maturation from next last season that they've been to the playoffs. They're prepared. They know what they're walking into. And Josh Allen has just matured so much from last year to this year, right? He's played so much better. Now they're at home and he's a tough opponent, but it's hard to go against Buffalo here thinking that they're going to have a meltdown. They just seem prepared for this moment. I don't know how far they're going to go. We may talk about that a little bit later, but I mean, I don't see how they're at least going to lose. So the question comes into play, are they going to cover the spread, which is six and a half points. Um, The over-unders opened up at 52 and a half is now down to 51 and a half thoughts on the spread. Um, I feel pretty good taking Buffalo less than a touchdown. Yeah, I think uh, this, you know, who knows? This is as of Friday night. So who knows if it reaches seven by kickoff, one o'clock on Saturday. But I think you got to take Buffalo here. I don't know how you can go against them. Indianapolis is has a good running game and they've been running strong. They played a bad fourth quarter uh, the last time out against Pittsburgh, but they pretty much controlled the game for the first half um, and a lot into the third quarter. So they're coming down losing that game when they were playing for something. The division was on the line. So um, it kind of questions, you know, when they get in the fourth quarter, is this team really built to to go far in the playoffs? I don't like Phillip Rivers. I know you don't like Phillip Rivers either. I think when he goes into Buffalo with that defense, he's going to struggle a little bit. Um, they'll probably put some points on the board here, but I like Buffalo to roll. I agree. All right. Next game up is the Los Angeles Rams. Watch uh, out for Diggs. Diggs going, is going to light that secondary up. Uh, he is questionable, though. Um He'll play. Um, LA Rams at Seattle. 
Um, Seattle is open at minus five. It's down to minus three. Um, this is an interesting one because you don't so know who the quarterback is yet. We don't know who the quarterback is. Goff had the thumb injury. He had surgery on his thumb last Monday. Um, From what we're seeing out there, it looks like they're leaning. To, they're not committing, but Goff definitely has a shot to start this game, even with the broken knuckle, right? Um, otherwise, it's Wolford. Right, John Wolford, who was the rookie that came in, actually he came in from the AAFL. Right, AAF. we talked AAF. We talked about him last week, and um, basically he looked pretty good and he moved the ball. He looked a little short, and when he got down to the goal line, he had trouble uh, getting the ball into the end zone against the Cardinals. So that could be a major problem. A lot of times, that's you know with their smaller quarterbacks, you get down there and you can't and you jumble everything in. They have less success. And that kind of concerns me if he's the quarterback. And I don't really feel that much more confident if it's golf because he's got a broken knuckle. So I don't like him that much to begin with. Guy's got a broken knuckle. I see trouble for the Rams. I just, they got a good defense, but I don't know how they're going to stop Seattle. Um, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I think traditionally in this matchup, it seems like Ram the Rams have had Seattle's number. They won a majority of the matchups. Um, Seattle did win I, last week, right? Yeah, I always um, still lean towards Seattle here. And I think that, um, you know, Goff's thumb or Walford would be the difference here for me. So I'm taking Seattle at minus three. Um, Did we game set on this one? Did we even talk about like what the line is? I did. Minus five down to minus three. All right. right, So so money's coming in on the Rams. That kind of surprises me. Yeah. But I guess they're going back to um, Well, that tells you that they... They think golf's going to play, so that's why the probably a miscalculation. They're, they're, that's probably adjusting from thinking golf's not going to play to thinking he's going to play. So if he does play, who knows that line might go down. But again, he's kind of I don't know how effective he's going to be throwing the ball. That Seattle defense is really starting to play well at the right time of the year. They didn't look that good last uh, in the beginning of the season, but they really seem like they're gelling. It's kind of opposite about the offense. They were clicking. They kind of they lost. I think right going into the bye in November sometime, and they have their offense hasn't been the same since. So they've been banged up with some running back issues, some offensive line issues. Um, but it is Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson is time tested in the playoffs. And um, especially if you get the Wolford guy in there, I don't know how you, Russell Wilson's going to lose to a guy like John Wolford. I don't see it happening. I don't see how he loses to an injured golf either. If you believe in the revenge factor, they did win last week um, or two weeks ago, right? Who? The Seattle played the Rams won. like two weeks ago yeah. and Seattle won. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you say? The Rams won the first matchup? Rams have won. Yeah. Um, three, going back. Four out of five or something? Five out of six? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the one. All right. It was so, three out of four going into the season. They split this season. The only other thing you add is the record. Seattle's 12 and four. Rams are 10 and six. So saying the line's minus three, I like the Seahawks here. That's You like the Seahawks? I like them up to the minus three. I might get a little worried after. It goes up from there. Okay, so fo- so far Saturday, both favorites. <clears throat> um, all right, so next game up is Tampa Bay at Washington. This open at minus six and a half in favor of Tampa Bay. It's at minus eight. Um, I see it flashing at eight and a half in some places, so that's probably trending up. Spec so, nine. I mean, Alex Smith is not 100%. The coach actually came out and talked about rotating quarterbacks during the game. Um, which that's I, not good. I, yeah, that's not <laughs> not good. I don't know if that's ever been done. Um, there's probably a reason it's never been done. Um, certainly not in a playoff game. 
Now, um, obviously, Washington has a good defense and um, Chase Young had some comments that I guess the media kind of blew him out of proportion, um, but maybe kind of fuel for Tom Brady's fire, um, saying that he wants Tom Brady. Um, oh, it's young exuberance. So foolish. Um, Never challenged a master like that. He's just looking to fire him up. Like he needs to get fired up and play this team because it's the NFC East champ, right? Everybody's like, whoever plays them, they're going to get an easy game. So there's, you know, that's the thing you worry about is that they're not motivated here and they come in and they play inside this eight point line, which definitely could happen. Before you go to the game, you can't discount the fact that Washington's got a great defense. Tampa Bay has shown that they've struggled at times, even though they seem like they're starting to synergize at the end of the season, like we were all hoping. Um, so if you believe in Tom, you believe in Tampa, I think you got to roll with them, but let's consider the eight points in any world. Jacqueline, is that too many points? Um, well, I, I went back and I looked at the games that the, um, Tampa Bay Bucks lost and the clear trend seems to be they lost to the teams that have a good defense. Um, they lost two games to the saints, um, one game to the Bears, the Rams, and then they did win, but they struggled with the Giants. So <clears throat> um, I could definitely, I don't know that I would take Tampa at eight. I could see, I, I don't think Tampa Bay loses, but it could be a close game. I, I kind of question Washington's ability to move the ball down the field, though. Um, and Tom Brady historically doesn't throw a lot of picks. He has thrown a few this season. Um so I don't know. I there was I heard something on the radio about like Washington hasn't scored a touchdown on a like traditional drive where they start at their own like 25-yard line. They've only been able to score touchdowns in most of their games where they've gotten like a turnover short field type situation. So I question how how many, you know, touchdowns Washington's going to get and how far they're going to be able to move the ball. Um but I could see it being a close game. So I think I'm going to take Washington, um, take the points. All right. So the question for me is Arian's going to try to get cocky here and he's going to try to call long pass plays and allow that Washington front line time to get to Tom Brady. They're going to play it smart, hit Gronk and Godwin all day long over the middle with quick passes. If they well, do know, that, they can't stop them. We don't know whether they're going to have Mike Evans. He left the game last week. Um, with Antonio the, Brown filled in nicely. Thank with you. a knee injury. <laughs> I'm not um, even worried about Mike Evans. Antonio Brown. Was, he's in I, Antonio Brown's way. He was at practice. Um, so it looks like he might I hope he doesn't give play. it a go. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Mike Evans. I almost prefer that he didn't play. So here's how I feel about this game. I think that this is the classic. This would be a Washington cover. Everybody's going to like Tampa Bay coming in here. Again, we talked about the NFC East thing. So everybody thinks at least Tampa's going to win. Um, some people who think that Washington will cover probably don't think that Washington has a chance to win at all. Typically, I would take Washington in this spot. Um, they do have a history that if you put anything into it, these are players that never played in that matchup. But Washington uh, played in the playoffs against the Buccaneers in the past um, as big underdogs and have won the game. So there is precedent here historically. Um, but. With Alex Smith just not healthy, I mean, you you watched the Eagles game with me. He was horrible. He couldn't move. If that line gets a good lick on him, he's done. And then who do they have coming in? I don't know. Is it Tyler or Taylor or Henneke? Henneke. Jesus. He didn't well, he's even... better than Dwayne Haskins. So I don't, I mean, I want to say that, you know, 
the Buccaneers could struggle against this defense, and I definitely think they will. But can Washington even score? I mean, you get a fluke touchdown or two. The, uh, Tampa Bay can put points on the board so fast regardless. I don't see how you take Washington here. I'm taking Tampa. I'm taking all the favorites on Saturday. All right. So next game up is Baltimore at Tennessee. Um, it opened at minus four in favor of Baltimore. It's at minus three in favor of Baltimore. And I have a lot to say on this game because number one, I don't understand why Baltimore is favored. Um, these are two teams, I think, with the same record, but Tennessee's the division winner. Buffalo, uh, Baltimore's the wild card. So what's the one concept I've been trying to teach you? What? About when the line doesn't make sense. Well, I know, and I don't like where that leads me, but... Um, I'm not trying to get you there, but I'm just trying to say, hey, what is that term? The line's telling you something, right? Right. And we're trying to like talk about what that means, like the line's telling you something. A lot of times when you're like, why is the line like this? It's because Vegas knows something, and the line's telling you, even though you like it, it doesn't make sense that you should go the other way. But anyway, just... So Continue, let please. me finish my thoughts. Um, Sorry. So the game is in Tennessee. Tennessee has won both of the last meetings against Baltimore um, last year in the playoffs. Um, and then um, they played this uh, season and Tennessee won both those games in the playoffs. They won 28 to 12 in the regular season this year. It did go to overtime and Tennessee won 30 to 24. Um, in addition, Lamar Jackson has a history of not being able to produce when the playoffs roll around. And in those past seasons, they came in, um, or he played a lot better in the regular season. Um, so coming into the playoffs, but, um, they have won, I think their last five games, Baltimore. Um, but if you look at the teams that they won, you have the Cowboys, the Browns, the Jags, the Giants, and the Bengals. Um, so not exactly... Stiff competition. Um, they only have three wins all season against teams that have a winning record. Um, so I don't understand the line. Um, the fact that I don't understand the line would lead me, would say I should be on Baltimore. And maybe it's just a um, take because I like Tennessee. Um, but I am going to stick with Tennessee. I am um, drastically worried about their defense because they just don't seem to have one. Um, so that's what worries me. Um, I was on Tennessee last year in the playoffs. I had a much better feeling then than I do now. Um, but I think at least it could be a close game. So I would take the points. Um, we also, this was the game and I, I still don't even really understand exactly what happened. But when, if you were watching the game, the clip was just John Harbaugh and Malcolm Butler kind of going at it. Um, so there was some drama with Baltimore didn't like what Tennessee did on their logo. Like they kind of had some little like solidarity type thing um, before the game in Baltimore in the regular season. So that could be some fuel for the fire. Um, I don't know who that favors. Your thoughts. I think you talked yourself into why they're a three-point line. You talked about their, you hit on their defense, Tennessee's defense. They don't have a defensive coordinator this year. Um, that's one of the reasons why it appears that they're a sieve on defense and they're allowing a lot of points. Baltimore's been in a lot of those kind of games, like against the Cleveland, where you know they're scoring in the 40s. Um, a lot of high-scoring games. A lot of games, they've been putting up points recently against some bad teams, like you, you alluded to. Um, at the end of the day, 
for me, I think you can't discount the success that Tennessee has had. I know, you know, I'm really getting away from the revenge factor because I just don't believe in Baltimore. I feel like there's a way to defend Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. And that's what's been happening. Tennessee did it to him last year. They took the playbook out of Belichick. Tennessee well, they, knows what that playbook is. And Baltimore hasn't seen, and Lamar Jackson hasn't seemed to be able to overcome that. So the question is, with the lack of defense, does that matter? Do they have the talent to be able to implement that strategy or system to be able to contain Lamar Jackson? I think what you're going to see here is a very high-scoring game. They're going to bend. And they're going to give up some points. But I don't see any way that Baltimore's defense can stop Derrick Henry. That guy is on a roll. He is freight training through this league. He's he had like 200 yards last week, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Against Houston. Against Houston. But um, Baltimore's defense has, you know, not been that great when they've played against good offenses. I really like Tannehill, too. It, it's kind of like we talked about Buffalo taking that next step. Tennessee's defense, Tennessee's team overall doesn't seem to be as good as it was last year when they made that run to the AFC championship. However, I don't think that you can overlook the success they had um, specifically against Baltimore in the past and in the past playoffs. And I think that Tennessee is going to get eliminated in the first round here against Baltimore, even though they're playing better. I just don't really see it. If you can stop Baltimore's run, then Everything plays off that run. If if you can stop the run, they're going to be in trouble. I like well, I Tennessee. Would think, I would think Tennessee has a better chance of stopping the run than they do the pass. Um. So. Yeah. And I don't know if if I can see Lamar Jackson, you know, chucking it down the field. Uh, I almost I look for Tannehill to have a really big game here. So yeah, I mean, I, I would assume that Baltimore's approach is going to be try to stop Derrick Henry. Um, but to that extent, if you do, you know, lose the box, if he breaks through, then he's headed for the end zone. So, well, Brown is the hitter there on on offense for wide receiver, right? But do not um, do not discount the slot guy. Uh, well, he's not the slot guy, Corey Davis. Oh, Corey Davis is uh, who I was trying to talk about for some reason. Right before I was about to talk about him, his name went out of my head. But no, Corey he, Davis has been playing really well. He's been yeah. getting like five, six catches at least a game. AJ Brown, I think, is questionable. Um, and he's kind of that guy that'll go into the game and then get hurt, um, and leave the game. But in that case, you do have Corey Davis still out there. And, um, then it seems like the tight ends were more involved earlier in the season when AJ Brown wasn't out there. So, um, you have those guys to step up too. So, I mean, to me, it really comes down to, can the Tennessee defense do enough? Um, you know, I'm not worried about the offense for, for Baltimore, for me, for them to win this game, Mark Andrews has to have the game of his life. He hasn't been too active. Like, he certainly hasn't had the year he had last year. Yeah, well, he needs to wake up because um, they need some tight end production and he need it quick because this team can give up yards passing. Um, but like I said, they're going to have to establish the run with J.K. Dobbins. Um, J.K., let's not forget, J.K. Dobbins a young guy. You know, he's a rookie. And um, he hasn't really had that many attempts because they've been splitting the carries around. Now, uh, it looks like they're leaning on him a little more heavily here. Uh, but I'd be a little concerned about ball control and, and uh, ball security with Dobbins here in a big playoff situation. All right. So who's your pick on the game? Tennessee. I like the dog. All right. I'm a little worried about him, but <laughs> Hungry I'm going to stick with him. All right. Next game up is Chicago at New Orleans. Um, this opened at minus nine and a half in favor of the Saints. It's at 10. Um, 
these teams played in week seven. The game was at the Bears. This was when um, I think Nick Foles, this might have been his first start. Um, Nick Foles was the quarterback. He was the quarterback. He brought him from behind. Game. Um, it was a was Nick it? Foles classic, and they went to overtime, and New Orleans it's kicked a field overtime. goal. The Saints won 26 to 23. Um, now, the Saints have gone out of the playoffs the last two years, kind of on bad plays at the end of the game. Um, I think the clock is kind of ticking there um, in terms of the Drew Brees era. A little. Um, so, How old is I, he now? I think... Um, 41? Maybe 39. But um, I think he would retire if he gets a Super Bowl. So I think that's kind of what he's, he's hanging on for here. But um, I mean, he did win one before. Yeah. In maybe 2008. But I think or so. he would be the guy that gets the Super Bowl and he would retire, like wants to go out on top versus like a Tom Brady who might hang around too long. No, nah, I think, I don't know, with everything that went down with him uh, and and with a lot of the protests and some of the feelings that he responded about kneeling with the flag, his, his teammates didn't really take too kindly to, and he was kind of ostracized for his stance, um, which was really a pro military stance. So, what does that have to do with anything? I don't think he wants to stick around. I think he's done after this year. Hmm. Well, maybe. He's had enough. Wouldn't you rather go out with the Super Bowl than not? Um, Absolutely. So, I mean, I think we still don't know for sure about Kamara. It sounds like he's going to play, but I thought when he tested positive last week that it was almost like he couldn't play this game because it was like a 10-day time frame. But apparently he's going to play. I think Michael Thomas was activated from the um, injured reserve, so he may be back for this game. I really thought, and I lost out on a lot of money last week because uh, the Saints um, beat the Panthers pretty handedly. Um, So I really thought going into that game with no running backs, no Michael Thomas, um, no Kamara. That was a bad loss for both of us. I had Carolina big. Yeah. Um, Drew Brees is 41, by the way. Oh, is he? Okay. So He'll be 42 in six days on the 15th. Um. So I think that the Saints will win, um, but I think it could be a closer game. So I'm probably going to take the points on this one, too. Your what? Thought? I'm taking the points. I thought you said you were going Saints when we talked At 10? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, listen, I like the points, too. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints won by more than 10. Um because I think thing. Sean Payton's going to have him ready. I was in the same boat as you last week, and I like to. I like. I will not bet against them the rest of the way if they cover this game. I like Chicago. I like them a lot. I think they're going to play the game close. It's a similar situation. Chicago maybe comes back with Trubisky to to backdoor this thing. Um, I don't. You know, I, I think that Chicago for being a ten point dog actually has a shot to win this game because. If you analyze it like we did last week, and maybe we were wrong, but I really don't think we're wrong because if you look at the fact that he doesn't have Michael Thomas, Kamara's coming back from COVID and he's a running back. You think he's going to have the durability and they're going to be able to lean on him like they typically do? Any of these guys well, that have you gotten don't know. hit the first week back, they have not looked well, that good. Well, but you don't, he tested positive, but you don't know if he had symptoms. Like you don't know. Well, this week they had, well, they were playing for the bye, so they would have wanted him to play. I don't know. Regardless. Kamara makes a big difference, but I don't think Kamara gets off against the Bears. I don't see how he can. Bears have a staunch defense. Um, oh, the Saints defense ain't bad either. 
Now, the Bears did not play great last week in the second half against Green Bay. Um, they did give up, up, like, what, 40 points? Somewhere around there. Um, but I just, I, I don't want to feel like I'm Drew Brees hating, but I just don't see how this defense doesn't keep it within 10 points. And Trubisky should be able to get, say, 20 points on the board, 17. I mean, I could see maybe being... I don't being trust a- Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, I know the defense has been playing well, but I, I've seen Malcolm Jenkins and, you know, we're playing for Philly and Malcolm Jenkins is the the man, but he has lost a step. And I think if they can figure out a way to exploit that, um, they could win this game outright. So, yeah, I mean, I could see it being either a close game all the way through or worst case, it could be a game where the Saints go up and then the Bears come back and get a couple touchdowns of garbage time and bring it within the 10 points. Let's not forget what happened last year. I mean, they were, a lot of people had them picked to go to Super Bowl and they laid an egg against Minnesota. I know it came down to the late last play, but they should have rolled through Minnesota. Well, was that late? Which was, there was the one year where it was Stefan Diggs ran the ball back, but wasn't that two years ago? Yeah, who they lose to I forget last who year. they played last year, but that was definitely two years ago. Um, <clears throat> so, but anyway. It was two years in a row. One was the Diggs one, and that was in Minnesota. And then last year they were in New Orleans, I thought. And then they came up with the win. Dylan had a good game. All right. All right. Chicago. So, all right. Last game of the, of the night. Last game is Cleveland at Pittsburgh. It opened at minus three and a half in favor of Pittsburgh. It's up to minus six. Now, when we were watching the games last week, I said that I could see Pittsburgh out in the first round of the playoffs. I thought it was very strange. I mean, I understand that they rested their starters. They didn't get the bye week, all that. But to leave them at home just seemed like odd to me. Very odd to me that you wouldn't want your quarterback on the sideline, at least during the last game of the season before the playoffs start, especially since there was the talk about how like the offensive coordinator has become very like predictable in his play calling. And Ben Roethlisberger was kind of calling the plays in week 16, the second half of that game against the Colts. Like, shouldn't he be on the sideline? Maybe like talking to the offensive coordinator it just Not seems if you don't strange want to replicate to me. that pattern of call play calling. I mean, you don't really need to practice that. You could practice that and practice. You don't want to get into a game and necessarily show your hand and give them, especially when you end up, you know, there was a possibility, which ended up happening. You're playing the same team back to back. So that well, game was so, against Cleveland. So I don't think they wanted to give them anything. Um, it just seemed weird to me. And that's the type of thing I think you have a team. It's overstated what you're saying because we talked about this. Pittsburgh and Buffalo kind of in the same position last week. But you saw Buffalo go out there. They started the game with their starters and they rolled. And they put up 59 points. I mean, they pulled them in halftime because, I mean, that's what you do when you're like already got the game in hand. But just such a such a different approach. And I think that approach would backfire. But then the matchups were set on these games. And I think that, you know, Cleveland is the best um, team that Pittsburgh could have ended up playing in this round of the playoffs, because I think that, um, you know, Pittsburgh has a pretty good um, approach to beat Cleveland. Um, And we saw Cleveland, they played last week in week 17 and Pittsburgh played them with Mason Rudolph and they almost... Um, came back and and won that game or tied it. Um, So 
I think that, you know, Pittsburgh's going to get lucky and they're going to get the win this week and I will take them um, at minus six. The other thing here for the Browns is their coach, Kevin Stefanski, has tested positive for COVID, so he will not be on the sideline during this game. Your thoughts? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just waiting for you to when you're done. That's all. Finish. Okay. I like I like the other side. I like Cleveland here. And I'm telling you, I think everybody's going to be on Pittsburgh, but let's remember how bad Pittsburgh's looked over the last month of the season. They played one good quarter of football against Indianapolis to get into the playoffs uh, to get the to get their uh, division. Baker Mayfield struggles under pressure. Pittsburgh defense is going to show up for this game. This isn't something's wrong with Pittsburgh. I They're going like to be all over. Pittsburgh them. is like if you picture a dog got shot in a leg and it's never really going to heal right. He's never going to really walk right. And I feel like, you know, you kind of alluded to I, I think it's the right decision by Tomlin to kind of sit the guys and just say, OK, fine, sit him. But you still put him on team. the plane and bring him to the game. Well, if you're going to sit him and he's not going to play. I mean, it should almost I be like a requirement COVID, that you have to be there. Well, with the COVID, you have to take it into well, account. Well, not no, because that wasn't like Why the reason. Why this guy travels and gets COVID? That wasn't the, the reason that was given. Well. And, and then apparently Ben in the press this week said that he didn't even throw a football the whole time. I don't like it. I can see why they made the decision because they didn't have a buy. Right. They lost their body because they had COVID issues earlier in the season. And these guys were drained and they're really plodding into the playoffs because they haven't played well. They haven't looked good. Receivers are dropping balls everywhere. They haven't kept anybody out of the backfield. And Ben looks like he's clueless and he has he's not been in the league before. You know, I'm a Cleveland hater. I will take the points here. I think Cleveland's going to win outright. Mm-hmm. I would bet the money line. I also, I, I think the fact Cleveland's they kept on a roll, they're going to run they're If they can successfully run the ball and I haven't seen anybody stop Nick Chubb that much. Right. I mean, like he's had success against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is usually pretty good against the run, but if they can't stop the run, this they're in trouble, man. Cleveland's feeling good about themselves. Even though the fact, I think what a lot of people are going to look at is they've been on lockdown all week. Talk about uh, Ben Roethlisberger, not throwing a football. Baker Mayfield, yeah, but who uh, he does might have thrown today? I'm not sure, but he didn't throw Thursday, and he but who does that work against? Well, I mean, you got a guy like Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> who's been in the league for all these years. I'm pretty sure, like he can go out there on Sunday. Baker Mayfield needs a little bit of practice, I'm sure. Okay, or does the old big guy need time? You know, you stretch his arm out. If he hasn't thrown that arm, he's old. He's going to get tight. You know, he hasn't wound it up. It's a lot like baseball, where you like you're in the outfield, you're gonna. You're going to stretch your arm out and play long toss. Um, and you can't just take a week off and think that you're well, going to. No, I, I to totally like agree with you. Like that you said. The week off. I don't know that that was a good Baker idea. Feels young and limber. And, you know, I don't know that <clears throat> mentally, maybe. Yes, absolutely. Mentally and game plan and preparing. Absolutely. But physically, Baker Mayfield had no problem picking up the ball and chucking it down the field. Well, he's not going to have his coach. And I think you can credit Steph- Kevin Stefanski a lot for the success of the Browns and the success that Baker Mayfield's had. And I think that not having him on the sideline, um, not there calling the plays, is is a huge disadvantage for Baker, especially up against the Pittsburgh defense. So all I right. got 20 bucks sitting here, Steve. Uh, all right. So listen, I was just funny. You that we think they're like. So I was really hesitating to say there was one other game that we differed on, I think. What was that? 
We're both on oh, Chicago, both on Tennessee. Chicago, Tennessee, you like you, Were you taking Tampa at minus eight? So I like all the dogs. So here's here's what I picked. I liked all the favorites on Saturday, all the dogs on Sunday. Is that what you like other than Pittsburgh, Cleveland? Uh, well, I'm taking the points in the Tampa Bay, Washington game. Okay, so let's do 20 each game. I'll take Tampa, you take Washington. I'll take Cleveland, you take Pittsburgh with the lines that's on the sheet. Pittsburgh, six, You're just trying to get yourself Tampa like a Bay, split there. Eight. I'm not trying to get a split. Who would go in with two bets and say, I can't wait to get a split. I'm going to take 40 bucks from you and I'm going to love it. Well, you're definitely not getting 40 because right, Pittsburgh on? is going to dominate are we on? Cleveland. With the spread. For sure. And then Tampa, I'll give you eight. <clears throat> Lock it in right now. All right. I'll give you eight and six. Call it a night. I like Saturday, all the favorites. Sunday, all the dogs. Jacqueline, all the favorites on Saturday. Tennessee and Chicago, the dogs at one o'clock and four o'clock, but she's flipping and we're going against each other at eight o'clock. She likes the favorite and the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's been a great season. I think this well, is wait, fun we gotta, first year. Um, oh, I thought we were wrapping it up. Yeah, we are, but you got to give me your Super Bowl um, uh, winner. You, you want me to go we... first? Okay. My Super Bowl winner is none other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. These guys have been waiting all season for them to gel. We've talked about them all podcasts. I've been talking about them all season about, you know, it just makes sense. They're struggling. They got a lot of talent. It's a lot of new. They got a congeal. They are coming together at the right time. I think that they will plod past Washington. And if they have to go into Green Bay, they will upset the Green Bay Packers next week. I don't even look for Green Bay to have a win. But then they got to get through New Orleans. And I have Tampa through New Orleans playing against Kansas City. The other side, I have Kansas City versus Tennessee. And I also like Buffalo. All right. I'm taking Buffalo to win it all. To win it all. Win it all. Sean McDermott, Super Bowl winning coach. I think if anybody can can take out the Chiefs, I think it's them. For I'll sure. tell you what, I would feel really good about Sean McDermott winning the Super Bowl as a Philadelphia Eagles fan and the guy who replaced the great Jim Johnson and studied under Jim Johnson. Um, I almost look at it as... Jim Johnson looking down upon him and uh, Jim Johnson, if you don't know, not Jimmy Johnson, the Cowboys coach, but Jim Johnson, the Eagles longtime defensive coordinator under Andy Reid. When Andy Reid first took over the franchise, um, he brought him, he started in 99 and got Jimmy Johnson in maybe like 02. And that's when the Eagles went on that NFC run where they had the multiple NFC championship appearances. Anyway, I like to pick Buffalo. I'm going Tampa. That would be a great, Great Super Bowl, Buffalo, Tampa. I'd like it. Okay. Well, I don't have Tampa Bay getting past the scene, so it won't happen. But all right. So that's going to do it for us. And it's going to do it for us for the season. Um, but if you're watching, please um, like us on Facebook and um, subscribe to us on YouTube so that you will be notified when we're back for the 2021 season. If we do this next year, a lot of people have given us a lot of good ideas. So feel free to comment any ideas you have that could make this podcast better. Um, we want to get more interactive next year, maybe give away some prizes. So we'll be encouraging inter- interaction. But We would like to hear from you guys. If you have any thoughts or opinions, good or bad, we don't care. We're just doing this for fun. So we respond well to constructive criticism. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I don't, but yeah, yeah. All right. Like the guy said, we're just a bunch of dumb fans talking. You know what? We may be, but we're giving you winners. All right. That'll do it for us. Peace out.